This is the 83rd QuackCast. Hard to believe I've done 83 of these, plus or minus two. This one is called AK, Nonsense on Full Automatic. Dr. Harriet Hall recently wrote a post over at Science-Based Medicine on applied kinesiology. I don't have much to quibble with Dr. Hall's entry, except for one sentence where she wrote, We skeptics don't dismiss AK, which is applied kinesiology, just because it sounds silly, end quote. AK doesn't just sound silly. It is silly. I have found over the years writing for science-based medicine and doing these quack casts that I have developed an increasing bias around the concept of prior probability. As best I can tell, there is a well-described reality, and that reality constrains not only what is probable, but what is possible. Within the limits of our current understanding of reality, some processes are impossible, i.e. have zero prior probability. To my way of thinking, AK's prior probability is exactly zero. I sometimes think that the science-based medicine blog should be called reality-based medicine. Because AK, like many a scam, supplements, complementary, and alternative medicine, have parted company with reality from the beginning. I tend to read about medicine and its alternative goatee-wearing evil twin in a non-linear way. I have over 30 years of reading about medicine and quackery, so day to day I add my understanding incrementally, adding a brick here and a daub there to my edifice of knowledge. Such a Victorian metaphor. Sometimes I need to go back and review a topic from scratch as if I have no prior knowledge or understanding of the topic. I have places I like to start when I need to review a topic from scratch. For infectious diseases, I usually start with the principles and practice of infectious diseases, the Bible of my field. For scams, I always start with Google, and the Wikipedia entry usually pops up at the top of the list. AK is, like many other scams, having its origin in the epiphany of one practitioner. In this case, it was a chiropractor by the name of George J. Goodhart, who the Wikipedia mentions invented the process. Invent. When I hear the word invent, I think of Edison and the light bulb, or Marconi and the radio. I do not think of invent when it's applied to works of fiction, although I suppose Tolkien did invent his characters and world. But somehow invent doesn't quite fit. And later the Wikipedia entry says he originated AK in 1964 which is more in keeping with its fictional characteristics. I think made up would fit the situation best. Evidently, Goodhart was having difficulty diagnosing and treating problems in his patients who were not responding to the chiropractic conceptual framework. What a surprise! Processes that were neither understood nor treatable by standard chiropractic. Who'd have thunk it? I mean, that would appear to account for... hmm. Let me see. Yeah, everything. No wonder he was at an impasse with his patients. However, undeterred and guided by the triangle of health, the chiropractic concept of structural balance, and, I suppose, a ring of power, by long trial and error, emphasis on error, he cobbled together AK, Applied Kinesiology.
Unfortunately for A.K., Goodhart was not guided by anatomy and physiology. Reality, of course, not being a strong point in his understanding of disease. A.K. has the following underlying principles. 1. Specific health problems will cause specific muscles to test weak. 2. Testing for muscle weakness can be used to indicate a treatment. 3. Treatments that increase muscle strength demonstrate the efficacy of the treatment. I think I have discovered the cause of obesity. The last century has seen a marked increase in the number of pathways by which scam modalities function. There are all the meridians of the various forms of acupuncture, all the connections of reflexology, the connections of iridology, and now those of applied kinesiology. These and more are crammed into one small volume of flesh and blood. Since a major aspect of scams is the faux understanding that wishing makes it so, they are responsible for the proliferation of formerly imaginary pathways in the human body. And the only way for all these pathways to fit in humans is to make people larger. I recently lost 45 pounds, and I did it by quit believing in acupuncture. I did it, all the meridians faded, and I lost weight. Pretty nifty. The basic concept is that an illness in, say, the lung manifests by making a specific muscle or muscle group weak, and by improving the underlying problem, the muscles strengthen. Now, I still think craniosacral therapy is goofier, but AK is giving it a run for the money. An example from the first webpage I found searching for asthma and AK. Quote, Reflex areas that stimulate either the deltoid or the lung stimulate both. If an individual has a lung infection or abnormal function on one or both lungs, he or she will probably exhibit weakness in one or both deltoid muscles. Not only would there be a lung infection, but because of the deltoid weakness, a problem may develop in the shoulder. Under normal circumstances, once a lung infection clears, or if the body adapts to the infection, the deltoid muscle will return to its normal state. On the other hand, if a chronic low-grade infection lingers, the patient can be left with a weakened deltoid muscle. The applied kinesiologist evaluating the patient will need to stimulate the nerve and blood supply as well as the lymphatic drainage and acupuncture energy to the lungs in order for them to clear. Once the lung problem is resolved, deltoid muscle function can return to normal. As I said, AK doesn't sound silly. AK is silly. There are multiple videos available on the interwebs with a quick Google search where you can get a good idea of the profound silliness that is AK. While, like all scams, there is not a process to which AK is not applicable, it appears to be most often used to diagnose and treat allergies and food intolerance. The verbs and nouns in the preceding sentences need quotes, as the words diagnose, treat, allergy, and food intolerance have no resemblance to how the words are used in real medicine or reality. As is often the case in scams, words are used as if they have one meaning when in fact they have another. It's not unlike pointing at a chair and using the word dog. It is the scam aphasia. 
I wonder where the lesion would be on an MRI. I'm not really good at neurology. The allegedly toxic allergic substances are held in one hand, often in a vial, and the muscles on the other arm are tested for weakness. If you cannot resist the force, Anakin, then you are allergic intolerant to the substance. The AK practitioner then does some adjustments or acupuncture, and I found one video where he beamed a laser on you, and then they retest. And if the intervention was successful, the weakness is gone, the allergy is gone. Success. Now, I think of allergies as an interaction of an antigen. In my world, it's often an antibiotic with antibodies, with a subsequent cascade of physiologic events leading variably to rashes and hives and interstitial nephritis and other adverse physiologic consequences. Weak muscles are usually not involved. But that is the reductionist in me, trying to understand a process from the level of the antigen antibody to the effects on the whole human with a true allergic reaction. I live in a world where, although we use shortcuts on occasion, language is meant to be precise to describe a specific situation. Precision of language represents precision of thought. It is important to be precise in medicine. Is it a staph infection? A staph aureus infection? A methicillin-resistant staph aureus infection? What is done diagnostically and therapeutically depends on how exactly the problem is described. Reading the kinesiology literature, and that's sort of like referring to the phone book as literature, indicates that allergy has a far broader, almost aphasic use. Quote, Allergies are viewed from a holistic perspective, based on oriental medical principles and defined in terms of the effect an allergic substance has on the energy flow in the body. So, when they talk about allergy, they're not talking about allergy. To continue, an allergy is a condition of unusual sensitivity of a person to one or more substance which may be harmless to the majority of other individuals. In an allergic person, the allergic substance, known as an allergen, is viewed by the brain as a threat to the body's well-being? Really? Hmm. When contact is made with an allergen, it causes blockages in energy pathways called meridians, disrupting the normal flow of energy through the body's electrical circuits. This Energy blockage causes interference in communication between the brain and the body via the nervous system, which begins a chain of events that can develop into an allergic response. End of quote. The former paragraph was gibberish. So there is no disease that is not in due in part or in their entirety to an allergy. So what do cellulitis, an infection of the skin, sprue, a disease of the colon with malabsorption, and cataracts all have in common. Huh. For an applied kinesiologist, it's due to vitamin C allergy. And a vitamin T allergy leads to low immunity, whatever that is. I'm not entirely sure what vitamin T is. Evidently, it is found in sesame seeds, and I pity the poor fool who is deficient in vitamin T. So my use of the word allergy and the AK use of the word allergy 
have no resemblance to each other. My use of the term allergy is relatively narrow. For the AK practitioner, it may describe anything and everything. The weird thing, as if the whole process is not weird, is that the tested foods or chemicals are often in vials. The patient holds a vial in their hand containing the substance. How the allergen or its essence gets out of the vial into the human and sets up a cascade of effects that lead to muscle weakness is not explained. Glass and plastic are far more porous than I expected. Oh wait, it's quantum. I searched the terms quantum and AK and of course found a video explaining why the effects of applied kinesiology are quantum. I just started laughing as the speaker wrote quantum physics on the board as he started to talk. I couldn't get Dr. Science out of my head. He knows more than you do. The subsequent talk has nothing to do with the quantum physics I learned back in the day for my undergraduate degree. And, oh, sorry, I was wrong. The speaker doesn't really explain how quantum physics is connected to applied kinesiology. He talks about one, he talks about the other doesn't really draw them together. But it's impressive when you talk about quantum. And as an aside, why is he wearing scrubs? In the hospital, we wear scrubs in part to avoid dragging environmental material into the clean areas of the hospital, and probably more importantly, to avoid getting blood and other bodily fluids on street clothes. Just what kind of applied kinesiology is that speaker doing that he needs scrubs? Or is it just an Aussian conceit? I'll tell you though, if I see someone wearing scrubs outside of the hospital, I think doofus. But others are clearer in their explanation of the association between quantum effects and kinesiology. I am of course using the word clearer and explanation in the scam aphasic manner, such that they don't really mean what you and I think they mean. I'm doing it just to see what it is like. It feels natural. Quote, This brings us to our theoretical understanding of kinesiology. When you test the viability of a given statement, you are determining whether or not the wave function will collapse. Only something that is true has existence in reality. End quote. Hmm. I suppose you can therefore conclude that AK has no existence in reality because it's not true, but I knew that without a wave functioning collapsing. They continue. Put simply, truth collapses the wave function. <laughs> if you test a particular statement like, today is Monday, and your arm stays strong, a wave function collapsed, signifying that it is indeed Monday. Conversely, if you test weak, there is no collapse of the wave function denoting that your statement was untruthful. Although it may be counterintuitive, <laughs> when your arm stays strong while testing a statement with kinesiology, a wave function collapses. But if your arm collapses, there is no effect in reality. End of quote. I think that's more a Korsakoff's confabulation than an aphasia, don't you think? But again, neurology is not my strong point. I see little difference between AK muscle testing and power band muscle testing, just variations on the same theme. Richard Saunders, an Australian skeptic, has nice videos on the interwebs 
demonstrating the amazing quantum physics ability of people to fool themselves and others with muscle testing with the power band. I highly recommend them. I am old enough to remember when there were not a huge number of clinical trials to help guide clinical decisions. We had a saying when I was a resident. One patient was, in my experience. Two patients were, in a series of cases. And three patients were, in case after case. We knew back in the day that anecdotes were useless. The International College of Applied Kinesiology has its collected papers available online, almost all of which are some version of the aforementioned saying. While a wide variety of anecdotal cases, virtually all positive, are presented, my favorite was rock music and environmental stressor, where they concluded, in this select group of patients, physical tests of muscle weakness and neurological disorganization appeared after exposure to rock and roll music. <sighs> I always knew rock and roll was evil, but I didn't know it affected your applied kinesiology. I would think country western would do it, but that's just me. It is remarkable when you go through these abstracts, the time and energy expended on publishing the fiction that is applied kinesiology, although I suppose World of Warcraft has a similar draw. Still, there is no tooth fairy science that should go unevaluated. Tooth fairy science is, to quote the Skeptic's Dictionary, an expression coined by Harriet Hall to refer to doing research on a phenomenon before establishing that the phenomenon exists, end of quote. And studies on AK are true tooth fairy science. Much to my surprise, there are no Cochrane reviews on the topic. Cochrane reviews everything, no matter how ludicrous, including homeopathy. I remain puzzled as to why they haven't reviewed AK. There was a review in 2007 by Cuthbert and Goodhart, entitled On the Reliability and Validity of Manual Muscle Testing, a Literature Review, and they concluded that AK was of benefit. Quote, more than 100 studies related to MMT and applied kinesiology chiropractic technique that employs MMT in its methodology were reviewed, including studies on the clinical efficacy of MMT in the diagnosis of patients with symptomatology. With regard to the analysis, there is evidence of good reliability and validity in the use of MMT for patients with musculoskeletal dysfunction. They conclude that MMT avoided by chiropractors, physical therapists, and neurologists, if I had a neurologist who did this, I would fire his ass, was shown to be clinically useful tool. But its ultimate scientific validation and application requires testing that employs sophisticated research models in areas of neurophysiology, biomechanics, RCTs, and statistical analyses, end quote. Now, the best they could conclude from the study was that AK muscle testing was a valid modality, not that it led to effective interventions, noting, quote, one of the shortcomings is the lack of RCTs to substantiate or refute the clinical utility efficacy, effectiveness of chiropractic interventions based on MMT findings, end of quote. 
This led to a response by other chiropractors who did a complete evaluation of the Cuthbert and Goodhart paper, pointing out numerous methodologic problems. And they concluded, quote, Cuthbert and Goodhart conducted a review with important methodological deficiencies where manual muscle testing is applied and applied kinesiology is disentangled from standard orthopedic neurologic muscle testing, the few studies evaluating specific AK procedures either refute or cannot support the validity of AK procedures as diagnostic tests. In particular, the use of MMT for the diagnosis of organic disease or putative pre-subclinical conditions is not supportable, end quote. You know you're doing a bad job of your meta-analysis on a chiropractic intervention when other chiropractors think you are doing a crappy job. It is an interesting pastime to read the articles sequentially. Both are available on the interwebs. And it does underscore the difficulties in conducting a review of any literature and the issues of meta-analyses. There are other meta-analyses published that have concluded there is insufficient evidence for diagnostic accuracy within kinesiology and the validity of muscle response and the effectiveness of kinesiology for any condition. The standards of reporting were low. Quelle surprise. We recommend a pragmatic study of the effectiveness of kinesiology as the most appropriate initial step to determine whether kinesiology has any clinical value, end of quote. Now, for those of you not in the know, pragmatic studies are ones where you do not worry about bias on the part of the physician, bias on the part of the patient, and ignore issues like blinding and placebo controls. Pragmatic studies are basically seeing what happens when you test a bunch of patients. They're worthless. Another study concluded, quote, several recent studies have refuted the use of applied kinesiology and provocation neutralization in diagnosis. The placebo effect must not be overlooked as a potentially important factor in some approaches. And summarize with there has been no study supporting the use of these techniques and several have refuted their utility. A beneficial placebo effect may be responsible, duh, do you think so, for the perceived clinical effectiveness in many cases of food intolerance, end quote. Given that the prior probability of zero that AK would be useful diagnostically or that therapies based on AK would have any efficacy, I would be shocked if there were good clinical trials that demonstrated efficacy. It is all placebo effect. And those of you who have listened to me rant on placebo before know my equation. Alternative medicine equals placebo. Placebo equals nothing. Therefore, alternative medicine equals nothing. In the case of AK, it is less a placebo effect and perhaps more of a minor variant of the Stockholm Syndrome. It would be an interesting topic to explore. Compare and contrast the placebo effect the response to CAM treatments, and the Stockholm Syndrome. They probably have the same underlying psychological etiology. Now, I have never been fond of meta-analyses, since they basically operate in part on the GIGO principle. Garbage in, garbage out. As I said before, um, in a meta-analysis, they take a lot of random collections of cow manure, they put them in one big pile, 
and mysteriously transform it all into gold. What you get is a larger pile of cow manure. So given the issues of reading the medical literature secondhand, I always prefer to read and evaluate the primary literature myself. First up was going through the references of Cuthbert and Goodhart. It was the Oakland of medical literature. There was no there there. There are few controlled trials looking at the diagnostic and therapeutic utility on well-defined patient populations. There are almost no even mediocre evaluations to assess any aspect of applied kinesiology, and those that have been published suggest that AK is a little bit less than worthless. I will give the caveat that much of the literature quoted by Cuthbert and Goodhart is not accessible, published in journals too obscure to be available on PubMed or in my medical library. And little was added after searching the PubMeds, finding mostly case reports and pilot studies. One reasonable study was entitled Double Blind Study on Materials Testing with Applied Kinesiology and found that AK was no more reliable than chance for determining intolerance to dental material. They evaluated, quote, two dentists qualified in AK, end quote. Now there are two dentists I would not want mucking about in my mouth. It is no surprise that if the AK practitioner and the patient are blinded, quote, results suggest that the use of health kinesiology as a diagnostic tool is not more useful than random guessing. And another study that demonstrated, quote, applied kinesiology to evaluate nutritional status is no more useful than random guessing. I can see why the first hit on my PubMed search was an AK practitioner who was complaining about evidence-based medicine. Reality really doesn't support their practice. At least I came across kinetics of hula hooping and inverse dynamics analysis, so that the time spent was not a complete waste. At least hula hooping is a form of applied kinesiology that really exists in reality. Postscript. If you want to hear more of me rant, and really, who doesn't, try this Skepterpoden, where I was recently reviewed from some very nice Swedish skeptics. The English, or at least the American, starts 33 minutes into the program. And on the website, they use my fat picture before I lost all my meridians in the subsequent 45 pounds. And the title, for those of you who are uncertain, is an oblique reference to the AK-47. I recently read The Gun by C.J. Chivers, A History of the AK-47, a most excellent piece of historical literature. And that ends the 83rd QuackCast. Today is the 11th of February, 2011. I think I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the podcast. As always, you can go to my website, moremark.squarespace.com, where you will find my growing multimedia empire. The references for these QuackCasts are all on the Science-Based Medicine blog. Otherwise, I'll see you at some point in the future for the 84th QuackCast.